Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-hosts, F.P. Santangelo Jr. and Russell Jackman. Uh, Vern is off today because he is uh, back in Boston. Uh, We're recording this show on Tuesday. Uh, The Warriors just won last night, Game 5. And so he's in Boston for Game 6, which is kind of crazy. You know, the Game 5 is here in uh, the Bay Area. Then they got to fly all the way across the country for one game. And then if if, uh, the the Celtics win, they got to fly all the way back. You know, it's a little bit. Remember, they used to do 2-3-2. Yeah, exactly. Well, they do that in baseball still. But yeah, yeah, with the NBA, they do that. And I think for competition, it's fair, but it is not very cost effective. Sports Eco 101. Yeah. Also, I got to think the players, you know, like me, I can't sleep on a plane. So that's, uh, of course, they get an an extra, you know, day or two off. But uh, uh, I don't know. That's that one's kind of tough. All right. Uh, First class. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not it's not um, Air Force One, though. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, today's trivia theme is baseball. So, uh, that'll be kind of fun. We'll have that. Uh, definitely there's a few things I would like to talk about. I know Russ, uh, has some other issues too, but, uh, uh, I definitely do want to bring up, uh, the commanders finding Jack Del Rio, a hundred thousand dollars for, uh, calling the, uh, uh, January 6th event, a dust up. Okay. And, uh, Le- LeBron James wants to own an NBA team in Vegas. And definitely, we have to talk about the live tour. Is that how they pronounce it? The live tour? Yeah, it's actually, I believe it's for the number uh, 54, which is how many uh, holes there are in a golf tournament. So it's Roman numerals. Ah, that's why they call I was wondering why they call it that. All right. Well, and Liv Tyler. That's what I was thinking. Liv Tyler, yeah. All right. This segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money. Check them out. They're still yielding over 6% secured by real estate. And if you put over $500,000 in, uh, they'll bump that up to 7%, at least for a while. All right. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. Tahoe 
Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Elements Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities. Perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains. No added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to TahoeLakeShoreLodge.com. Palio Restaurant's been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there's no surprise it's been voted Best Italian Restaurant in the SF Weekly this year. Palio has consistently been voted one of the best restaurants in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio's been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for over 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays. Reservations are recommended. Visit paliosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today. Experience the best of California at the AAA Four Diamond Portola Hotel and Spa. Voted among the top 10 hotels in Northern California by the readers of Condé Nast Traveler, Portola Hotel is the premier destination for family travel. Leading the way is the Central Coast's first LEED certified hotel. Portola reflects unparalleled modern coastal luxury in downtown Monterey. The serene environment is the perfect coastal-inspired escape. Featuring 379 newly renovated guest rooms and 60,000 square feet of meeting space with the adjacent Monterey Conference Center. The pet-friendly Portola Hotel offers several on-site award-winning amenities, including spa on the plaza, an outdoor pool, exceptional dining, a craft brewery, and more. Located steps away from Fisherman's Wharf and Cannery Row, it's all right there at the Portola Hotel and Spa. For more information, visit PortolaHotel.com. That's PortolaHotel.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown, along with uh, F.P. Santangelo Jr. and Russell Jackman. Vern is off today because uh, he's waiting for Game 6 uh, at the, uh, in, in Boston. All right, uh, F.P., where do you want to start? Basketball? Of course, we got to start basketball Game 5. I know this is going to be a little bit of a time travel, you know, probably backwards, because uh, you're going to see Game 6 on Thursday. This show is going to be probably coming out around Saturday, correct? So yes. uh-huh. let's just uh, make some... I guess, predictions, go over game five a little bit. I thought the Boston Celtics, like slowly but surely, like over this series, they've been kind of persuading me that they're the better team just because I'm seeing a game five, I'm seeing like a game two, and I'm seeing the Celtics beat themselves up, right? They have so much potential to be such a great team, but then they just shoot, shoot themselves in the foot. 
you think they're going to perform better and they don't and they fall flat in the very critical minutes in the game well, i didn't think the warriors played particularly well in game five and they still won yeah yeah i think one of the major things that i could see was like steve kerr i think made the smart decision to take draymond out in game four when he did because he just wasn't performing and what i didn't see was boston's coach take jason tatum out he was gassed if you yep. look at all the all the three pointers they were all like barely touching the rim mm -hmm. i mean he, he just was gassed i mean you got to know your players well enough that i don't care if it's steph curry or jason tatum if they're not performing well on the court at that time get them off and put somebody else in i will say that steve kerr has been doing a phenomenal job though of just managing his players and yeah. coaching it's just been a weird situation with Draymond Green because he's put Steve Kerr in a weird situation. That being said, I mean, you have Stephen Curry not make a three for the first time in his playoff career in 233 consecutive games. Steph Curry doesn't make a three. Yeah. And the Warriors still win. That can't help and if you're the Celtics and you want to win an NBA championship. But I still have a weird feeling, guys, it's going to go to game seven. And I know I, I was so. saying it was going to be a gentleman's sweep in the beginning. I knew I, I kind of had a little bit of a West Coast bias because I did truly feel like the Warriors were the best team just because of how deep their offense was. But the Celtics defense proved me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Again, they're just – I don't know why the Celtics should – it's, it's, it's their turnovers, you know, but yeah. I, I agree. I think Boston is going to get it together and, get, and bring it to a game seven. Russ, what do you got? Well, um, first of all, uh, uh, Jordan Poole's shot at the end of the third quarter yeah. might be the greatest shot in the history of the Warriors franchise. <laughs> they go down as the single greatest shot that has ever been made by a Warrior uh, in any game. Wait a minute. I'll, 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 I'll take you up on that. Steph Curry against the Oklahoma mm -hmm. uh, Thunder. Yep. Oh, that greatest. was in the NBA Finals, right? Uh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Yeah, that's true. It was, was that? Was that? You're strictly talking about the finals. Okay. I, I, okay. Yeah. It. Well, even when it's the finals, it makes it more important. And when yeah. you had all the momentum going to Boston and Boston looking like it was completely in control, for them not to have the lead at the end of that third quarter broke their spirit. They were not the same team in the fourth quarter that they were in the third quarter. All yeah. those three-pointers that were going down that were just Nothing. flawless, though they were playing like they were in game two or in game one, those didn't happen anymore. That yeah. broke the psyche of Boston, yeah. and, and they're and, never going to be the same team again. And the Warriors are known for being a third-quarter team, and they just didn't have it that last night. Yeah, they didn't. Right. And, Go ahead, Russ. Uh, Boston, yeah, Boston had all the momentum going their way, and if they had gone in – the fourth quarter with a lead i think there would have been a lot of finger pointing by the warriors there would have been a lot of shoulder shrugging there would have been a lot of uh lack of chemistry to go into that fourth quarter but that pool shot absolutely yeah. was the 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 injection they needed to get over the hump and to close that game out on boss i mean and I, I you can say what you want about the oklahoma city shot that uh yeah. curry made but I feel that the, where that was and the timing and how that changed everything for a critical finals game is makes that the most important shot I've ever seen in Warriors history. Okay, go ahead, Pete. Well, guys, I just want to put this out there. Andrew Wiggins is silently yeah. having one of the best series in NBA finals 
uh, in a very long time. He's he's kind of sneakily could be the MVP oh, yeah, for the for finals, sure. right? Absolutely. And he's just doing the right things correctly. But then you have a sexy shot like that that Jordan Poole makes, and he's yeah. made a couple of these right before halftime. And I believe it was game two, right? Yeah. So it, it's so interesting to me from a branding standpoint and sports econ 101, econ 101, we could talk about this. You have Andrew Wiggins, who's just nails, who's doing all the little things right, who's making points, who's just super consistent, who's proving he really was an all-star starter, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have Jordan Poole that's making these crazy circus yeah. shots that's like electric, like just electric when he's driving to the hoop, really, really, really quick twitch and fast pace, kind of a player, way more sexy kind of a player, right? And you see him trending more than Andrew Wiggins, which is crazy to me. So from a branding perspective, it's better if you hit these crazy shots rather than your Andrew yeah. Wiggins, who's just well, also, quiet. Andrew's a little bit more quieter. He's a quieter person. But, you exactly. know, it's interesting yeah. when you think about, uh, you know, Draymond not really coming to, to, to the court so much. Uh, but also Kavon Looney, you know, he played some really good games. And then last night he just was kind of back to, I don't want to say his own own old self, but you know, the, the, the foul trouble early, you know, he wasn't as aggressive except for, you know, one shot. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, uh, the, the Warriors, if they, I mean, if they definitely, if they just put it all together, like they usually do, uh, then it won't. Well, and then Draymond stepped up and had nearly a triple double. So that's, what's so wonderful about this Warriors team. We've even seen Balika, you know, be a decent contributor when he's come in there. The Warriors are 12 deep right now. And that's something Boston can't match. For all the vaunted athleticism that's, that's that Boston had, I mean, did we see anything from Boston's bench that was impressive last night? No, I don't think no, so. No, not at all. And, and we haven't seen Kaminga. Moody hasn't come in. Uh, you know, Otto Porter was, you know, in and out. Uh, no, to- totally agree. Tell you what, guys, before we cut to our uh, break, I do want to talk about this uh, commander's uh, fining Jack Del Rio $100,000 for calling the January 6th event a, quote, dust-up. Um, whatever happened to free speech? I mean, what, what would happen if he were to say, uh, you know what, I don't like uh, the, uh, the, the tweet that Trump just did or the tweet that uh, AOC just did or something. I mean, it, you know, he's not disparaging anybody. And just the fact that he just I called... think he is disparaging people. What are you no. kidding me? You know, you're 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 gonna support a um a, an he, insurrection. He didn't he didn't he didn't support he didn't support States. it. He was basically trying to just make a comparison. Dismiss this it. is yeah, like it didn't this is being investigated, other things aren't. And the thing is with the with the head of the NAACP coming out and asking for us, it's like, wait a minute, he didn't say anything derogatory black white he said he was that guy is almost making the assumption that all the rioters were black and that's not the case so i don't know why the naacp guy is making his well let's look at this matter of factly and we talked about something similar last week he violated a code that he signed when he joined the nfl and organization right he but what code he did what, what code was that that he broke well there's a reason why he was fined right he clearly broke a code that he signed up for to become an NFL coach or to be part of the Washington commanders. Right. And that's why they had legal grounds to find him. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, fair enough. I mean, if, if it's specifically, I, I know that like, you know, you're not supposed to uh, talk about the referees and you know, that sort of thing. And, and I, and I get that. I, I didn't know that uh, asking a question about 
hey, can we look at both sides of, uh, of an event? <laughs> just the fact that he used the words dust up. I mean, that's really why he got fined. And I, I, I just have a, a question about why that is such an evil Could thing. Could have chose to say no comment on it or, you know, I want to yep. talk about the team. This well, that's true. No, he, he, could, he definitely could do that. Hey, guys, okay, wait, here's our uh, first trivia question we got to cut to. Uh, who was the first, we're talking baseball, who was the first player to get the nickname Hammer and Hank? All right, that is our trivia question. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. Hello, you there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. <laughs> but seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra $600, you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Hey, 
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown, along with F.P. Santangelo Jr. and Russell Jackman. All right, uh, guys, uh, baseball trivia question. Who was the first player to get the nickname Hammer and Hank? I'm going to go with Hank Aaron, even though it's a trick, trick question. <laughs> Russ? I only know two hammers, and that's that's uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine and uh, <laughs> Hank Aaron. So that's all I got. Okay, the first player to get the nickname Hammer and Hank was actually Hank Greenberg. Oh, 1933, okay. around that area era for the Detroit Tigers. Oh, yeah, I remember that yeah. when I was watching baseball in 1933. <laughs> yeah. no, that, that makes sense. I don't hate Greenberg. See, F, FP's a lot younger than you and I, Russ, and he knows who, who uh, Hank Greenberg was. I'm a baseball nut, though. It's different. True. That's a, I'm a baseball nut. I mean, Russ, come on. Hey, Russ, do you not know who Hank Greenberg is? I mean, it wasn't coming like to my mind. Well, but it wasn't coming to my mind either, especially being Jewish and how he was, uh, you know, uh, uh, discriminated against. Uh, I mean, he actually had death threats and anti-Semitic stuff going on. And yeah. This is this is before they think about it. 1933. That was before World War II. Yeah. All that stuff. Was His going nickname on. should have been Hamantosh in then, <laughs> not Hammer. It should have been Hamantosh. <laughs> Go look it up, guys. Go uh, look yeah. it up. Is that a that's a good Yiddish term, probably right? <laughs> no, it's a Jewish term. It's a a, a Jewish confectionery, but we'll 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 move on because we'll lose our audience if I that's okay. Off, uh, <laughs> so let's say uh, FP. Which one did you? We have all these various topics here. What do you want to bring up next? Well, let's talk about the Live Golf Live. Tournament just because it's one of the biggest stories right now in sports. I think it's a very interesting case study how we see how money can try to take away top athletes and actually try to compete with a powerful force like the PGA Tour. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, the Live Tournament stands for 54 Tournament. It's Roman numerals for how many holes there are in the tournaments, 54. And what they're doing essentially is taking top talent like Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Dustin Johnson, and paying them ridiculous amounts of money. They even try to get Tiger Woods for $900 million to just play <laughs> in this tournament. And it's backed by a Saudi royal family. Yeah. Very controversial, by the way. They're known for making people disappear. Uh, very anti-gay uh, uh, rights. Very anti-women. Just remember, when is. you're paying $8 a gallon, where that money is, how they're raising that money to pay $900 million. Well, then, yeah, yeah. To, pay, to pay Phil Mickelson. So, yeah. What about the big, quote, dust-up with China and how... LeBron James seemed to have a problem with uh, you know, yeah. all, the, all the stuff that was going on in China. Yeah, it was funny how that was swept under the rug. But anyways, we're talking about the Live Tour here, and it's just a very, very interesting case study of what's going on. So Rory McIlroy won the PGA uh, U.S. Open yesterday, and then he went to say that those players are taking the easy way out by joining that golf tournament just because the PGA Tour guys aren't making as much money, but it's better competition, right? So it's almost yeah. like if somebody came to you at your job and say, hey, we want you to join a lesser known startup company, but we're going to pay you $50 million to yeah. do less work and you'll be, it'll be less harder. There'll be less yeah. in it. It will affect your legacy, but who cares? You're getting $50 million. Would you do it? You know what? I was going to say that. Um, I don't necessarily think of, I mean, this is just spur of the moment. I don't think Rory is wrong with that comment. I mean, yeah. they really, if you think about it, you play against other tour members, it's going to be harder and you're not going to make as much money. So is it the easier way out? It, it sure seems like it, doesn't it? Yeah. And then another very important <laughs> detail that I failed to mention is that if you join the live tour, you're banned 
from the PGA Tour. So all these very, very prominent athletes in the PGA Tour are now banned from the PGA or, or that joined the list. At least for now, at least for now, until there's, let's say everybody leaves and then suddenly yeah. they're not going to get it. That's why I was wondering, Mike, I had a comment here. I said, are we going to start seeing lesser quality players in the PGA? And if mm -hmm. that happens, uh, you know, those ratings are going to go down and, yeah. and, they're gonna, and I'll bet, I'll bet if that happens, they're going to look and the money will drive this thing and they'll say, okay, well, you know what? I know we said you have a lifetime ban, but it's not really a lifetime ban. Come yeah. on back to the thing. You know, um, so, wow. so I, I hope America holds its its form and uh, doesn't watch the live tournament and instead stays with the PGA. And, um, you know, I in the past have worked for people that I didn't respect that offered me a lot of money. And in the end, it didn't work out. And I just think that the, the, the Saudis are not the kind of people that, that, that these golfers are going to enjoy working for over the long term. I mean, they had a lot more control over what was going yeah. on with the PGA. Well, well let me ask you guys, let, let's, let's say for just a minute, it wasn't Saudi Arabia per se, or let's but just it say, is. hold on, hold on. Yep. Uh, this is just, I just want to get into your feeling. Let, let's just say this was like a, uh, uh, a, a country that nobody had an issue with. All right. Yeah. I mean, uh, P the PGA would still basically say, "Hey, you're defecting. You're, you know, you're like a scab, <laughs> so yeah. to speak." Um, so that I don't yeah, think. They, then I wouldn't care. Then I truly wouldn't care if it, if yeah. it wasn't Saudi Arabia okay. that was involved. I wouldn't care if another company tried to usurp the. Gotcha, gotcha. It, it'd just be friendly competition, really. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a great point, Edward. So I can see something happening like this, like in another sport, sometime soon. Right. Yeah. I, I, I feel like if the course of history runs itself right and maybe in like 200 years, uh, one of these sports leagues is hurting. Maybe it's the NHL. Maybe it's Major League Baseball, even though Major League Baseball has a weird antitrust exempt. So they can pretty much just drop the hammer on anybody and get <laughs> away with things. But if Major League Baseball didn't have that antitrust exempt, I feel like that would be the next major sports league to have an uprising like this, where a group of billionaires got together and said, wait a minute. We don't want to play by the commissioner's rules. We're sick of all this change in baseball. We feel like players are, are getting the lower hand here. Let's start absorbing in talent. And they would go get guys like Yeah, Lincoln just Soto. like the USFL and the XFL have done. And how have you guys got your season tickets to either of those leagues? Yeah. Well, the NFL the, the, really. The difference is with that, Russ, it's only like one billionaire investing. I'm talking about yeah. like, yeah, like, like legitimate money where it's like, okay, oh, crap. They can go out and get Ronald Acuna Jr. or Mike Trout and bring him to the league. Yeah. And maybe it's it maybe it's not like the NBA anymore. What if it's like a world-run basketball league when technology yeah. becomes so easy and accessible where like planes are traveling faster, which you know, Boeing has said like in a hundred years we'll be able to get to like LA to London within like three hours, right? Yeah. So when that technology starts happening and there's like a London basketball team and there's like a Mexico city basketball team and there's like a, a Tokyo team. Okay. Now there's going to be a billionaire groups of investors from all over the world to yeah. challenge the NBA or the NFL. And it's going to be super interesting to see how those, yeah. that talent starts getting absorbed. And maybe we're seeing the know. model seen it in FIFA, right. With the, yeah. with the European leagues and stuff like that yeah. and how like Messi and Ronaldo are getting absorbed by these teams and, and, and traveling all around. But it's very interesting to talk about. And, to think about. and this, this whole live tour thing, if you take the Saudi Arabian element out, which, you know, puts a bad taste in your mouth. 
I think I think it's an interesting case study. Good. No, that America loves its brands. America loves its brands. And when you know the ABA comes in, it fails. When the USFL comes in, it fails. When the XFL comes in, it fails. It, it's just when America, when it comes to America, we like our you know baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. And you try to yep. you know try to make it baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Hyundai. No, people aren't going to buy that. <laughs> they, they, they want something that they realize is purely American and has the American you know way behind it. And it's got you know I grew up watching the NFL and. And my kids grew up watching the NFL, and my grandkids are going to grow up watching the NFL. And that's yeah, but you just, did, but but the, a couple things. Well, first of all, FP, to your point, if it gets too international, it's almost like having Olympics all the time in a way. Yeah, um, I think that's the future. It really is. It, it, it definitely could be. Future. And then you know, with the with the potential, you know, will the will live uh, maybe in the PGA merge? Uh, remember, remember, Russ, for years you had the NFL. And the AFL started, and it was like the upstart, right? And it was only really until Joe Namath won the Super Bowl where it was a, hey, wait a minute, you know what? These guys are, are not the, uh, the the one little league uh, before. And remember, actually, if I'm not mistaken, the USFL, uh, and that was when Trump was uh, part of that, sued and won. He only won a dollar, though. That was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? What I, I think that I think if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't that Russ. You were a, a little boy then, I think. But uh, isn't that what? Isn't that the end of that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That. Yes. No. That, that. That's true. But America, then, you know, they've tried to bring the USFL back. Yeah. And America said, you know what? We're not interested. Well, and, yeah, but partly, you know, partly it was because they they did it in the, in the summertime. And it's like, you know, you think of football, you think of colder weather, yeah. and you know, especially trying to compete with baseball. Uh, I mean, they would literally have to do it on Sunday. They have to do it at the same time and then, you know, try to get the better players and try to get net, some kind of networks to, to buy into it. Imagine if there's an the international sports league. Sorry, Russ. Imagine if there's a, okay. an international basketball league and a team from China goes, we want Stephen Curry <laughs> and we're going to pay him $400 million for the next three seasons to go play in China and be part of this international league with teams from London, with teams from Africa, with teams from Italy, yeah. and teams from Mexico, like all over the place. Well, you kind of do have that with some players yes. and not as Steph Curry's caliber, but there are some players who are maybe on the tail end or they just couldn't make it. Hey guys, wait, we're going to cut to our next commercial break here. Talking baseball. What Baltimore manager was famous for turning his hat sideways while kicking dirt on an umpire? This one I, I know Fern have. was here. He'd know this, this one. Yeah. All right. That's our trivia question. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that down. We're going to be right back. Catch Some Relief is the first CBD company to market directly towards fishermen. While we market towards fishermen and the outdoorsmen, our products are for anyone suffering from inflammation and anxiety. At Catch Some Relief, we don't sell CBD oil. We only sell products with the highest amount of bioavailability. Spend your hard-earned dollars on products that work. At Catch Some Relief, 
Wherever your pain, we have you covered. So check out CatchSomeRelief.com to relieve your pain. Experience the best of California at the AAA Four Diamond Portola Hotel and Spa. Voted among the top 10 hotels in Northern California by the readers of Condé Nast Traveler, Portola Hotel is the premier destination for family travel. Leading the way is the Central Coast's first LEED certified hotel. Portola reflects unparalleled modern coastal luxury in downtown Monterey. The serene environment is the perfect coastal-inspired escape. Featuring 379 newly renovated guest rooms and 60,000 square feet of meeting space with the adjacent Monterey Conference Center. The pet-friendly Portola Hotel offers several on-site award-winning amenities including spa on the plaza, an outdoor pool, exceptional dining, a craft brewery, and more. Located steps away from Fisherman's Wharf and Cannery Row, it's all right there at the Portola Hotel and Spa. For more information, visit PortolaHotel.com. That's PortolaHotel.com. Live life at the Mount View Hotel and Spa. There's something for everyone at the Mount View Hotel and Spa. We've all been spending more time at home and living differently. But when you're ready for a change of scenery, make yourself at home at the Mount View Hotel and Spa. We make it easy for you to work, play, and stay in Calistoga. With many amazing daily happenings and so many wonderful things to do in and around the hotel, there's an array of activities just waiting for you. The safety and comfort of our guests is of utmost importance. As a small boutique hotel, there are never large crowds and we offer beautiful indoor and outdoor socially distanced space so you can relax and continue to live life. Making memories for 100 years. That's the MountViewHotel.com. Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael is open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call us at 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. Mountain Mike's is the official pizza of the San Francisco 49ers. So call 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order your pizza. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with F.P. Santangelo Jr. and Russell Jackman. What Baltimore manager was famous for turning his hat sideways while kicking dirt on an umpire? I'm going to say it was Earl Weaver. Yes. Very good. You guys both knew that. He's he's one of the greatest interviews of all time. I think he, he, he gave some of the most colorful interviews of any professional athlete. Even a professional wrestler has to look at what Earl Weaver did as a, and say, you know what? That's some good promo there. Oh. I mean, you know, you think Go about look it up on YouTube. Go I mean, look think, up some, some Earl, we- well, well, Earl think, Weaver think about, tirades. Okay. Oh, yeah. The tirades for sure. I mean, think about it. Brooks Robinson, Frank Robinson, Boo Powell, Paul Blair, uh, the, uh, Jim Palmer. Uh, I mean, he had some pretty high-powered uh, players on his team. All right, guys. Uh, let's see here. Moving on. <clears throat> you want to talk a little baseball there? Yeah, sure. So, guys, over the yes. weekend, if you don't know, here on the West Coast, I know this is a national show, but the Giants played the Dodgers in a three-game set. Really good baseball all the way around. 
a lot of fun to watch. It did not even move the ticker whatsoever. And it was, I think it was a failure by Major League Baseball in the promotion of the series because it's one of the most storied rivalries on the West Coast. It's Red yeah. Sox Yankees of the West yeah. Coast. And I think it even competes with Red Sox Yankees personally, sure. but it didn't even trend once on Twitter, which is a good indication of ratings and how things are going, at least among my generation, which is 18 to, to 40 year olds. So I thought that was very interesting that that didn't compete, but what's really moving the ticker in Major League Baseball right now, and you'd be dumb not to notice this or, or mention it at least, is the two New York teams being first place in the AL and the NL with the Yankees and the Mets. And boy, are those teams really, really good and fun to watch. You think we're all another? Well, yeah, it's, I think people aren't shocked that the Yankees are this good, but I think people are pretty amazed that the Mets. Yeah. have put it together like they have because it's been a long time since the Mets were really, you know, a, a contender like this. But, you know, you sum it up and the Yankees actually haven't been a really great team in almost 20 years. Yeah. So, well, wait, you know, the, the, uh, the Mets lost to Kansas City in 2015, I think it was. So, I mean, they had a, they had a pretty good team back then. That wasn't that long ago. Right, but that's, yeah. that's now looking at seven years past. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had a great pitching staff, and Russ, I would actually flip-flop it. Because oh, that's Yankees, a whole different generation of, of baseball players, if you look at it that way. Right, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just saying, if you look at, like, the, the way I see it, Russ, is I'm surprised that the Yankees are good because they didn't really make too many different changes during the offseason. And then you had Steve Cohen, one of the richest owners in sports, come in with the Mets and just said, you know what, here's a blank check. Go get me anybody. I don't care. Get Max Scherzer, get Mark Canna, get – Starling Marte, get all these all-stars and studs. We're going to win. I don't care. I can show you I can buy a winning team. He did. And guess what? Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer haven't even pitched that much because they've been on the IL and they're still winning games. So it shows you that if you want to try and spend money, you're going to win some games. Believe it or not, money buys talent and money yeah. wins games. We see that with the Dodgers, the highest spending team in baseball. Even though they've been playing bad baseball the past two weeks, and they're probably going to lose Walker Buehler for a huge part of the season now. But it goes to show you that if you open up the pocketbook, surprise, yeah. you're going to be good at sports. And you see that with the Warriors, too. The Warriors well, are the Sometimes that works. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Judge is having uh, – Sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Yes. Yeah, the Lakers thing. are way over the salary cap. You know, uh, uh, New York did spend a lot of – the Yankees – did spend a lot of money in the mid two thousands and only have one title to show for it. You know, they, they, uh, it doesn't always work that, 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 that I still believe that a lesser uh, salary team that has chemistry is better than the uh, high priced, you know, team that doesn't always get on the same page with everyone. So the three out of the five teams right now, they're the highest spending teams are in the playoff hunt. I think it's four now because the Phillies are, are back on track. So four of those five highest spending teams are, if the season ended today, would be in the playoffs. And what it's all about, if your ownership is getting in the dance and getting that playoff money, getting that playoff revenue, selling that merchandise, that's how you start making your money back on this. Uh, how, on how much, uh, how much do, do you know how much they make uh, if they hit the playoffs? I think I, I don't I don't know have the numbers in front of me, but what I remember being told, it's a lot of money because the upcharge on the ticket prices are huge. Uh, yeah. The merchandise, uh, the TV, every, 
yeah, TV yeah. rights, the advertisements are jacked up just because, you know, the ratings are higher. Everything just goes through the roof. So you're, you're essentially investing, gambling on these payrolls. Hopefully, hopefully you get a return, right? And it so it's, it's not just the pride of I, I, I want a ring. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're sold as a fan, right? The pride of the ring. And winning does bring in a lot of money. Do not get me wrong. And it's and trust me, these billionaires at the boys club, in a lot of cases, they want to show off the rings with their middle fingers. Yeah. Right? But at the end of the day, it's about making money. And if you spend the money and you get in the dance, my goodness, you're going to make a lot of money. But then you can also argue what Russ is saying, that if you spend less money, there's chemistry and you end up winning, right? Like maybe the 2019 Washington Nationals or, you know, the Giants in 2010, where they just, they didn't have the biggest payroll, but they ended up winning. Yeah. Well, then you're like really, really, really in the black and you're making tons of money. Well, and the thing is that pushes to the next year, right? I mean, like the Washington Nationals, let's say, the, the, the year after they won, I'm sure they were a lot more popular too. There are a lot of oh, yeah. other fans who just, you know, oh, this team, hey. Well, unfortunately, COVID happened in 2020, so they had no well, fans. True, true. So they, so they got, really got screwed. But in most cases, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you see a huge jump in attendance the next season, huge jump in merchandise sales. It's, it's all about winning at the end of the day, but trust me, you make your money back when you get to the playoffs. It just seems like for some reason the A's are just always – you know, even if when they have good teams, they just, you know, yay, we got 15,000 fans, this, you know, at this, uh, this yeah, day. That's, instead of that's a whole different thing. They're but, really uh, at the tail end. They, they're, they're really, they're running out of hope because of this whole, uh, you know, housing being tied into the building of the park and, and Oakland not wanting to, to take any uh, compromise on the housing situation, low income housing. And the A's not wanting to stay around to build all that. I have a feeling that, you know, uh, the A's will be headed to Las Vegas. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Tampa Bay Rays had somewhere too, because they're, they're a good team every single season and uh, they don't really have. They don't get any fans. I think one time they had like 900 fans or something ridiculous. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know how much, I mean, you got to think you're okay. That's there's 80, two games right or 81 games uh at home and uh you know what's the average ticket price and and how many fans do you lose i mean it's 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 a lot of money but it's not it's not all the money right i mean well it is a lot of the money there's a reason why the dodgers have the highest payroll right it's their tv rights of course because the population is so dense that's where they get the majority of their money and then number two is attendance. They're the number one attendance in Major League Baseball every year, it, by far. Okay. Okay. Chavez Ravine in LA just hit okay, but let's say attraction. Okay, so let's say you had the, like the difference between a, a good day at the ballpark versus not is forty thousand fans. I mean, that that'd be a lot, right? Yeah. What's what's the average price of a ticket going through the whole? You know, including the bleachers and <clears> and. and you know, it's twenty-five dollars. Well, if you're if it's the Dodgers, it's probably like a hundred dollars. If it's the <clears throat> if it's the Giants, I would say it's probably like fifty to sixty. And if it's the Oakland A's, it's probably ten to twenty. They'll pay you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so you're talking about let's say a million dollars per game. So now you're talking eighty-two, eighty-one million dollars for yeah. a whole year. I mean, it's it's a lot of money. 
but is it, it seems like right more and how much are their, how big are their payrolls <clears throat> well uh i think the dodgers is 250 something million let me see real quick okay but what you have to what you have to like uh think about too is all the concessions the marked up yes. prices the marked up parking and then the, the parking, parking yeah. the attendance yeah or uh not the attendance but the, the merchandise like yeah. these these jerseys are like 300 dollars now so it's it's no yeah for an authentic jersey it's like 300 to 500 dollars Wait, so, can I just take a T-shirt and write the name Trout on the back? Yes, <laughs> well, you can. Let's do now. Funny enough, <laughs> but okay. I mean, so, so it looks like uh, I'm trying to see right here, man. I mean, I, and, and again, I'm I mean, I'm, I'm taking forty thousand difference every single game, which is not going to happen, right? I mean, sometimes you'll get twenty thousand fans versus you know. Yeah, fifteen thousand fans. So that the Dodgers are spending two hundred eighty million is committed on this season. So two hundred eighty million, eighty one games. Think about all the merchandise sales. Uh, You could travel all around the world though too, and the number one, the number one and number two most selling hat, the Yankees hat, and then the Dodger hat, the LA, and the and the Yankees logo. That's hey, even even the old B for Brooklyn Dodgers gets. uh, yeah you'd be surprised yeah it's way those those hat sales are ridiculous and probably bring in more money than we can fathom just around the world and the thing is you know i think the yankees kind of did it right probably detroit too i don't think they changed that logo yeah for 100 100 plus years so i mean the thing is if you keep changing things all the time then you know it's like okay well it's kind of like i remember do you remember when the a's and giants played in the world series they actually had a hat split down the middle Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was actually kind of fun. The uh, the the, the Bay series, you know. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, just really quickly, uh, Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield. Uh, you think uh, there's gonna be some trades going on? Football? Um, I don't think so. Just based on what I hear uh, from our own sports reporters at NBC Sports Bay Area, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is coming off a of shoulder surgery, and the Carolina Panthers are very interested, but they want to see how he throws first because that's a big. Uh, shoulder surgery they don't know if it's going to affect him long term and okay but he's on the block though of course if if he can throw again the same way and if he's got the same zip but i I mean even if you look at the 2019 tape of him and then the 2021 he's not the same no he's just not the same if uh, so let's say he doesn't have the same zip on the ball then are they going to release him well he's only got one year left under contract so they'll just have him as a backup and then after that he's got a for his own so i think that's Plus, what you know once once preseason happens and you know, the first couple of games of the season someone's gonna lose their starting quarterback it yeah. always happens and so you know some team will get desperate because they have nowhere else to turn and they're gonna say you know what we we are you know starting quarterback is out we need to get somebody to fill in our backup just isn't getting the job done we need Not, Colin Kaepernick. That he can win. Well, yeah, you got to he got to try out with the Raiders and everybody yeah. was saying he, he did a pretty good job. But what was really interesting with the Baker Mayfield situation is that more cases are coming out against Deshaun Watson. I would bet yeah. my money that Baker Mayfield's probably going to play meaningful reps for the Browns. This yeah, season. why is why is the NFL taking so long to issue a suspension? Because they're because they're waiting for more people to come forth with allegations, <laughs> and they also have a billionaire in their ears saying, "You better not do this," which is the, the Browns owner. 
Hey guys, we're going to get to our last commercial break here. Talking baseball. The official world series began in 1903. We know how Russ oh, yeah. loves history. Okay. <laughs> which, which team was the first to win three world series? Okay. Okay. That's kind of a fun question. All right. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be back with some closing comments. Don't touch that dial. Travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-
best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the Window Replacement Hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the Window Replacement Hotline now. 800-685-2080. That's 800-685-2080. Welcome back to Sports Ecom 101. Edward Brown, F.P. Santangelo, and Russell Jackman here for the last time. Okay, uh, just for the last time today. All right, the official World Series began in 1903. Which team was the first to win three World Series? Uh, a Boston team, right? Was it the Boston Braves or the Boston Americans? Or the Boston Pilgrims? No, I, I would have I would have guessed that too because Boston did win the first one. Okay. Uh, no. Out of the White Sox? <laughs> no, that also would have been good. No, actually, it was the Philadelphia A's. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it was oh, like okay. 19, 10, 11, and thirteen or something like that. Dynasty. Something like that. I, it was, I think that's it was it. like it was yesterday. <laughs> it was like it was yesterday. Yes. All right. Uh, I, I'm not a. I, I, I got to be honest. I'm not a big hockey fan, but apparently, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, third consecutive Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, they'll if they win, they'll it'll be a three peat. We haven't seen a three peat in a long time. We're not on anything, have we? Yeah, it's <clears throat> that's extremely hard to do. But uh, from what I hear from hockey fans, they found a way how to like manipulate the, the salary cap and get around it so they just have a whole bunch of studs all the time so uh -huh. i good business i guess so are other teams going to follow suit i i guess i don't know it's uh -huh. weird that they haven't yet who knows what's going to happen okay you guys ready for our thoughts for the day all right a bacon an egg and a pancake walk into a bar the bartender says hey we don't serve breakfast here yeah <laughs> I thought you'd like that. All right. And uh, right before I die, I'm going to swallow a bag of popcorn kernels to make the cremation a bit more interesting. All right. <laughs> Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports. Too bad Vern's not here. He would have liked those. Yeah. Uh, tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We'll be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. And of course, having more funny puns. All right. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Adios. Good night, America. Okay.